I'm Mel Stewart, and this is the Swim Swam Podcast. Joining me today is perhaps one of my dearest friends, a five-time Olympic medalist, an Olympic team captain, the nicest dude in the world, Josh Davis. Thanks, Mel. Always good to be with you. You know I love you so much and uh, honored to be on this podcast. I love you more. <laughs> You're supposed to say, no, I love you more. And then we do this well, for 10 no, minutes. <laughs> no, it, I miss after I, but I don't talk to you every few weeks. I, I feel like I'm missing something. And um, yeah, we have some special moments together. You were one of my heroes growing up in the eighties and then uh, got to race. You know, I don't know if we've ever raced together, raced in a meet, you know, we, we did. Just I won. We did. We did. We raced. I won. I, I'm, I can remember it. it's in my, I, I just, I just basically took your nose and shoved it in the gutter. It was a, it was a, it was a real spanking and uh, you cried in that, in that race you cried. I, I think it <laughs> I can't, I don't know if we've raced. I can't, I can't remember. Whatever. I don't remember any of that. <laughs> I don't, I, don't I, I made but our, my greatest memory of us together was in 2008 Beijing watching Jason anchor the, the famous relay. We were right next to each other, literally climbing on each other, going nuts. It was, it was a great moment in history and a great moment for you and I to be there live. 10th row, Beijing, middle of the pool, cheering with all the USA alumni and, and boosters. I mean, it was unbelievable. So, we, so let's give some people some backstory here. We'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk this story, story through. So if you, if you have medals, and I only have three, Josh has five, so he's, he is a more important Olympian than I am. You do go to the Olympics, and you do, you, you know, you're able to go and work in some capacity, but basically it's you know, chlorine is in our blood, and we want to be there. Josh is there, and Josh has been a great ambassador for a lot of companies, great ambassador for USA, USA Swimming and the USOPC. So you can expect to see Josh there. And he holds court. He is, he is, he is an in-person analyst to whoever he is hosting. And I sit, you know, oftentimes, I'm, I, you know, no one asks me to do anything that cool. I'm usually sitting there doing, uh, you know, I'm, 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 a, I'm a warm body in the seat. I call myself an Olympic cufflink. The Josh is up holding court and it's awesome. He was doing that in Beijing. So during the event, he did his whole holding court thing. Then in, during, during, you know, during the finals, there was a row of us and it was like me, you, and then it was just Olympian, 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 Olympian. And I took my phone and pressed record and recorded our reaction to the relay. And in two, which relay was it? Yeah, the four by 100, the, oh the God, relay, the a, anchor, the legend. It was the, it was Lee Zach's it was Lee Zach saving Michael Phelps in, in his eighth gold medal, which, which let's be honest, the grace of God, that was a silver. And, uh, but Lee Zach did it and we went bonkers. So I load this yeah. to YouTube and I load it. And then like an hour later, it, it's got a quarter of a million views. And then another hour later, it's a half a million views. And, uh, and then I get a phone call from a mutual friend who we won't say their name, but they were an executive vice president of NBC saying, this was 2008. This is back when like social media and personal media was that this kind of stuff is accepted now, but they were, they were very scared of it. And they told me to take it down. And I was like, Oh, I felt really bad because we didn't show the race. We were just showing Olympians cheering. 
And, um, and I was trying to get it down. And by the time I sat at my, got back to my hotel to take it down, because I felt guilty, um, it, was, it, was, it was gone. But I was a little bummed because I felt like it was a personal moment that was very meaningful. And I just remember the, the audio of the video going to just hot and just stayed there because everyone was cheering so loud. And it was Josh Davis bouncing up and down, bouncing up and down. Because you're already, you know, you're, 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 pretty, yeah, you're pretty high energy. Yeah, it, it was a moment. And I'm sad I never saw that video. I never saw your video. So, but, but there I'm was, glad there, we could share it. There were two seconds where I considered not loading it because in the video, you definitely looked much more handsome than I did. And I was like, I, 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 can I do this? Can I post this video with Josh oh, so much more handsome than, than me? And I, and I, but I went ahead and did it. <laughs> whatever. So, okay, <laughs> whatever, stop it. So we, we, we have to, so obviously we're, we're, we're buddies. Um, Josh is, uh, how, how, how would I say this? Josh is, um, Josh is a man of faith and Josh is a, is, is effervescent. Josh has been in terms of uh, fellowship of Christian athletes and being, uh, an ambassador and, and someone who is a man of high morals and character. I, th I feel like you've been a real leader in the sport and culturally that's how I grew up. I'm, I'm not quite there now. I've had, I have a complicated relationship on that, on that side of the spectrum. But it's, he's someone I've always enjoyed talking to. And I'm just going to address the elephant in the room. I've always told Josh that Josh needs to start his own church. It needs to be on television on Sunday because this guy can deliver a sermon. And his understanding of the word, of the living word, is pretty phenomenal. And uh, kudos to you, buddy. You, got, you deserve a gold medal there. Well, that means a lot. And uh, I know you, you know a lot, you, you know a lot more than you let on. And uh, I love our conversations. We've had many late nights, but um, I, I do. Jesus really changed my life when I, when I was in college. And so I've been studying as much as I could about his life and about how to apply Jesus and biblical principles to swimming and sport and life and family. And um, the people who really know me know that I'm not that great. I'm not that holy. I'm not that disciplined, but by the grace of God, I married up really huge with my wife, Chantel, and uh, God's given us six beautiful children, and I surround myself with smart, nice, good people to make me better. And uh, so, no, I'm, I'm very grateful that I've learned some things along the way, and I'm happy to share that with the next generation of swimmers. You know, we started Swimmers Chapel. I started doing Swimmers Chapel in 92. Athletes in Action had been hosting Swimmers Chapel since the 70s with Mike Bottom and John Neighbor and those guys. Those were the original kind of Swimmer's Chapel guys back in the 70s, if you can believe it. And it carried on through the 80s. And I kind of carried the baton into the 90s and 2000s. And then we've had wonderful people, Gabe Woodward, Byron Davis, and, and many hundreds now take their little Swimmer's Chapel to, to different meets across the country. So, you know, if we can't go to church on a Sunday, we like to bring a little church to the swim meet for 10 minutes and we do a little Swimmer's Chapel. And it's great. People can get to know each other take a little step back from the pressure cooker that is so often our swim meet and swimming lives and realize that, yeah, God loves us no matter what. Your family loves you no matter what. And you are now freed up to race in the pool better than ever. And when you know you're loved and you love what you do, that's a formula for success. And that's a good formula for a long, healthy career. So you got to remember you're loved and you love, love what you do. Do, do you, do you, have you led these chapels? You're, you know, are you, are you the person there uh, cracking open the word and, and, and leading? Yeah. Traditionally uh, at national senior nationals for gosh, like I said, since 92, we've tried to have a little swimmer's chapel for 10 minutes on most mornings. 
And then, of course, Olympic trials. We have a, a big swimmer's chapel. Everybody's ready for prayer at Olympic trials. You know what I mean? I didn't, we I have didn't our know best that. attendance I, at trials. I didn't know chapel. that. I didn't think about that, but that makes a lot of sense. That is such a high-pressure yeah. moment. I yeah. imagine that this is a place where, yeah. hey, you got to lean into your faith. And it's, uh, yeah, no, that makes yeah. sense. No, and, and, and our, our head Olympic chaplain, he's a great guy. He's been helping out since 1984 and helping out a lot of swimmers, you know, these last 10 years specifically. You know, he's helping me out 20 years, but he's met a lot more swimmers throughout the country that you and I would know and many people would know, but we have to leave unnamed. But um, it's just so good to have a safe place to talk, to pray, to, you know, get stuff off your chest and, you know, just know that you're loved. And so we provide that. Swimmers Chapel is that little little place of refuge at many big meets like Olympic trials. Okay. We're, we're going to, we're got to nerd the swim nerd this up in a minute, but I am going to stay on this topic. One, one, just a beat longer favorite oh, yeah. verse of scripture. Well, for when I got back from the Olympics, uh, it was Philippians four, eight. Um, but now it's John 14, six, John 14, six says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the father, but through me. So I didn't say it. Jesus said it. And it's a very exclusive kind of statement, very uh, unpolitically, is that the right word? <laughs> unpolitically correct. But do we, have to, we have to analyze, was Jesus reliable? Did he treat people well? Did he make the world a better place? And, you know, can we trust what he said? And if he said, I'm the way and the truth and the life, no one can come to the Father but through me, I think we need to analyze that and take a pause and say, okay, what does that mean? How does that impact my life? like that. That's, 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 um, I actually think you've said that to me before. And, uh, and I do like that verse of scripture. My verse of scripture, my, my favorite verse of scripture is uh, everybody learns. What, what's the first verse you learn? You learn John 3, 16, right? God sent, God sent not his son into the world to condemn that, that the world through him might be saved. I'm like, my feeling is just go ahead and do that extra 200 butterfly and, and, and memorize John 3, 17. God sent not his son into the world to condemn, but that the world through him might be saved. That's, yeah, that's but I, anyway, I love you, brother. We're gonna we're gonna move on to the swim nerd stuff. But I appreciate you sharing that, and and I actually learned something that yes, trials. I I, I need to just be a fly on the wall and see how that how that operates because it sounds like there's a lot of reverence and a lot of people in in prayer there. The uh, your your Olympic experience, whatever you oh, know, yeah. just, just diving into the background. Um, Ninety six, you, you know, you got your you got your three medals. This was this was the, your best medal performance. Two thousand, you were you were team captain, and your individual, you know, you, your medal count not as good, but your individual performance, you were fourth, two hundred free, one forty six seven, two hundred meter free. You you popped there. You did it there. Is that is that is that a correct assessment? If if I'm comparing the two Olympics. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. 96, I felt like the new guy, even though I was 23, kind of old. That was my first Olympics. You know, we were sad you weren't on that team. You and I had just kind of missed each other. And uh, so I made it on, got on the relays. Thankfully, we won the relays in front of the home crowd in Atlanta. Three golds in the home crowd. Changed my life forever. It was amazing. And uh, swam pretty good. You know, 49-0-0 on the relay, the sprint relay. I raced against Popov. And... Um, my split was fast enough to qualify me for to anchor the medley prelims. So, of course, Gary Hall Jr. anchored us to a, a gold medal in that one, too. So thank you, Gary. And then we did the 4x200, my favorite, where we uh, dashed expectations and got the gold. So four years later, 
I train even harder, get even stronger. At 28, I go to Sydney, and I go faster uh, than ever. And I go drop two seconds, go 146, first American to do that. But I'm next to Ian Thorpe, you know, with his big feet, which is cheating. You shouldn't have to race a guy with size 17 feet. But anyway, so he, he goes, him and Peter Von Hugenbin, the Italian touches me out. I get fourth. The relays, we got two silvers. So we all swam great. We all swam faster than ever. But Auss the Aussies were faster that week. So two silvers for me. But I tell people, I tell kids, those silver medals are very, very special because I swam my lifetime best at 28 years old. 28, baby. So I, I tell the kids, what's more important, the color of the medal or that you did your best? We, we, so we, Mel, what's the answer? What's the answer, Mel? I, I personally think it's your best. It, 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 you know, in your heart of hearts, when, it, when it's, when it's yeah. you and your maker and you're going, it's all about the intention of your heart and what you put in the pool. Did you put it all in the pool? Did it all come together perfectly? And it is. I, I personally, I think it's your, it's your best performance. That's what matters most. I, I wanted to d dig into that just a little bit. I, you know, I, I was looking back through some pictures. What, what kind of suit are you wearing in 2000? Yeah. So Speedo made a really nice um, sleeveless bodysuit. Um, the material is very good. Obviously, what Ian Thorpe was wearing, you know, was something that we had never seen. And all the way, all the way down to his, his suit, all the way down to his wrists. Yeah, yeah, full body yeah wrist to ankle. We were we were wearing tank top to ankle, and we loved it. We loved it. The guys and girls suit was essentially the same. It was a hoot. It's but it's so, a, I just want to make this point. Um, I think I think body suits were. I, I actually like body suits, and, I, and a lot of our peers, a lot of my you know like the the, the reporters at Swim Swam, a lot of our old guard coaches, they don't like the body suits. I like them. I thought it's a perfect marriage between swimmer and swimwear company, and I like the technology. It's almost like Formula One. But I think yeah. this is an important point to make. Some people benefit more from the body suit, and I will call these swimmers bread trucks. <laughs> I, I yeah. personally, if I'd had a bodysuit, I think I would have gone hugely fast because I was always, I come from a family of people who are a little bit overweight. I've always been a little bit of a bread, bread truck, always fighting, you know, the kind of a, a big behind and carrying the weight, the back fat. I don't think a bodysuit really benefits you. You are a dude that has always been super lean. Um, you know, talk, talk me through that. It's, it's like, no. I, I love the bodysuit too. I did fine either way, bikini for decades like you and I did, or the, the, the bodysuit that came out for a while, or now jammers. I got some really nice jammers out now. I just got my, my American Venzo in the mail the other day. I can't wait to try it out. So thank you, Tier. But um, I put the 2008 suit on, the big bodysuit with some rubber panels, the, the Speedo three rubber panels. In 2008, I show up at Masters Nationals, training 20 minutes a day. I crush all the records. I'm like 136 in the 200-yard free, 20.1, 50 free. I'm like, I'm like 38 years old or something. It, ridiculous. It works, baby. It's like a second per 100. It was wonderful. Wonderful. It felt so good. But, that, that, the so, but I, I do think for the, for the integrity of the sport – the, the difference between the right. difference between 2000 and 2008 was a neoprene. It, it was the flotation. It's a flotation suit. And, and that gave you the, that you, you're, you start off high in the water and you don't, you, 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 you remain high in the water. Yeah. 
And uh, I remember you going oh, yeah. fast at that age. And I remember asking you, how did you go that fast? And what are you doing training wise? And you described your training to me. And I'm like, why am I not doing that? Why am I not training that way? I want to race Josh. But uh, just, just so people can get a little understanding of this moment, I mean, 136, 200 yard free at 38 is kind of stupid. That's really fast. What were you doing in your 20 minute workouts? Well, at the time, I had a backyard pool. I had, well, I had three bodies of water in my yard at the time. I had a regular pool that I had a little fishing pole, like a human fishing pole, and I would swim in place, just kind of tethered like so many people have done during Corona break that you see now. And then I actually uh, did a deal with a hot tub company. And so I had a hot tub, a huge 10-person hot tub. I could go sit in that. And then I also had a two-lane 50-meter pool in my backyard. I'm not joking. It was a two-lane 50-meter pool. Where, where, where do, was this? Where were you at the time? I was in San Antonio at the time. Okay. So this, this, we bought this, we bought this two acre ranch house on foreclosure. So I could have tennis court. I built my two lane pool. I had the regular pool. I had the hot tub. I had a tree house. I had, I mean, it was crazy. All that, all that we built and uh, it was wonderful. So anyway, so I'm just training, you know, 20, 30 minutes in the long course pool and 20, 10, 20 minutes in the, on the tether. And, um, then I go to masters nationals and I just kill it. So, but yeah, so it is possible to go really fast off 40, 45 minutes a day, but, but you do have to train really hard. That 45 minutes has to be pretty hard. You're so much cooler than I ever thought you were. You're just so much cooler. I think that financially you guys did a whole lot better than we did. And I, my, my Olympics are 88 and 92. If you're, if you're, you're, you're like, you're picking up real estate and putting in a 50, two lane, 50 meter pool. That's some rare air, buddy. Rare oxygen. You're, well, you're living life right. Well, I was. I was on the road for 10 years every weekend to pay for it. Yeah, so, explain. This, we, go, ahead, our clinic, go ahead. Go ahead and explain. Give, me, give, give us the background. If anybody yeah. who knows Josh knows that he is, he has, he has one of the longest running businesses in swimming with, and, and that really is an education in person platform. And uh, I, I feel like you probably have a lot of children, people that come to you as adults now and say, I was there in 1999. It, 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 tell us the story. Yeah, so I started the clinic company in 97 with the great agent, Evan Morgenstein, for those of you that know him, and we started going on the road. And so for three years, I worked, you know, pretty regular. I was still training full time. So we do about 20, 30 clinics a year, uh, maybe 40, 50 with the other team of clinicians. Uh, some who are still doing clinics with us today, you know, like Christy Kowal and some others. But anyway, after 2000, I went full time on the road. So basically 20 years now doing clinics averaging somewhere 50 to 100 per year. And uh, the last few summers, Jason Lezak and I were in a competition to see who could do the most clinics over the summer. But, uh, but I, that's been the joy of my life is to see the 10,000 kids a year that we get to hit through our breakout swim clinics. Uh, we're on year 24 now, and uh, we've serviced you know, thousands of clubs, and um, we've, you know, we're the top provider of clinics by the YMCA and some mini summer leagues and uh, USA Swimming and their symposiums and LSCs. So we're just really proud of what we've been doing for kids for so long and so proud of that we've been able to give back to the Olympians who work with us to help support them. Some are still current and still training and that puts groceries on the table so they can keep representing USA. Some are retired and it's been a cool transition thing for them. And uh, then of course the kids get to meet their heroes in person not many sports you get to spend four or five hours with your heroes 
you know, learning from them and we provide that. So it's been really a joy. It's, uh, you're, you're so deep into swim, uh, just so people understand this. What you also, you've, you've been an ambassador with USA Swimming on and off forever. Uh, what are you currently doing with the USA Swimming, the governing body? Well, everything was kind of put on hold for six months, but uh, we've been doing some kind of continuing education for professional swimmers and for the U.S. national team that I've been a part of, creating some educational videos. And um, I'm excited for this next year. We're kind of resetting for Tokyo 21 and what's going to happen in Omaha and, you know, connecting with the alumni and connecting with uh, swim fans. We provide a valuable service at every Olympic trials. It's called the Trials Training Camp. There's 10,000 swim families coming to Omaha and they have siblings that need, you know, to stay in shape. You can't just take eight days off while you're cheering on your family and friends to, at the trials. So we rent out several of the pools in downtown and we, me and Jason Lezak, Elizabeth Beisel, Christy Cole, we provide a hard 90 minute practice right before prelims. And then people go to the stadium and watch. And then we provide another afternoon practice and then people go back to the stadium to watch finals. So you can train with the Olympians, and then go watch the Olympians make the team to Tokyo. It's like the vacation of a lifetime. So I'm like loving it. It's like swimmer heaven for me where I can coach and cheer and then coach and cheer and then get to see you at the alumni event. And uh, it's just the best week is Omaha every Olympic trials. It's, uh, let's go ahead and talk about it. It's a, how have you been since the shutdown? How have you been since the pandemic? And uh, just share a little bit about that and, and, and your thoughts going forward and what, what you're seeing next spring. Obviously, it's been incredibly difficult and challenging and frustrating. Um, thankfully, here in Oklahoma, we opened up May 1st. So we've been pretty normal with masks on May 1st. Everything's open. Gyms were open. Pools were open. And um, I was lucky to have the keys to my college pool just at the wall behind me uh, where I could go swim every day in March and April. I swam guilty, but I had to do it. You know, I had the keys. I could go swim every day. I had to do it to keep my sanity because I was so sad. I was so frustrated for the companies and for people, you know, that are hurting financially, people that are hurting, you know, physically that get, that get the COVID, you know. Um, thankfully, most of the demographic I've known has recovered really well. It's just a couple of days of crud and they're fine. I, I, I don't know anybody that's, that's really been severely injured or has passed that had COVID. So I'm thankful for that. But man, I've just been really frustrated for, for my company that I can't go out and do events because in-person events has been affected. You know, I'm a motivational speaker. I like to speak to audiences of 500, 1,000. That's on hold. I, can't, I don't know when that's going to go back. Um, you know, clinics with kids is, is we're, we're back doing clinics now. We did a huge one in Denver in August, went really well. We did a big one in Houston, went really well. I was just in Montana this last weekend that went really well, but we got to be careful. You know, people are easing back into it. We got to spread out and it's tough. We swimmers like to be together. You know, we want to train and race and learn and be, be, be close. So, but yeah, so thankfully my health is, is really good. Cause I've been, I haven't missed my 30 minute swim yet. And, um, even my wife, Chantel, is now swimming with me every day. So that's been our little little date time every day to swim laps together. My, my four-year-old Sophie learned to swim this summer with us. So we've had some nice family, family bonding from it. Um, so we're, we're thankful. Uh, you're a smart guy. You're pretty dialed in. What's going to happen uh, next spring? Are we going to have a trials? Are we going to have an Olympics? What do you know, bud? I, I don't. I haven't heard anything. 
at all, but I just feel like someone needs to push through and hold the line. And why not it be swimming? Why not it be swimming? And football's doing it. Football's, they're getting people in the stands and people are fine. People are happy. Players want to play, you know? Big 10 football players, they want to play. And I think swimmers want to swim and people in the stands want to cheer. I think we should, we should be an example for the world. Sometimes someone's got to go out. Someone's got to push the envelope and get it, get us back to normal. Why not it be swimming and USA swimming and uh, do it right and do it well. So this is what I'm hearing um, based on conversations with the IOC, USOPC. Uh, this has not been reported on swim swam. If you guys are out there listening, uh, you know, we're recording this podcast, but it's going to drop. Uh, sometime after October 1st, but uh, I'm wondering if, if Josh is holding back and, and has heard the same thing I've heard. This is what we're hearing. We're hearing Japanese fans only, probably fewer um, sports, but uh, mostly TV sports and the TV and swimming will probably get more coverage than it's ever gotten at an Olympic Games. And 99.99% sure that an Olympics is absolutely on the books because IOC cannot afford they can't have a hole in their budget, a rights budget. It's just, it's too, it's a little bit too financially catastrophic. They've got to hold, they got to hold the games. The real question is how is, is trials trials is, is going to be challenging, but like, like the, um, like the Olympics for the international Olympic committee trials for USA swimming is that tent pole moment. We have to have it. And I, I know that internally that's being discussed. How do we do it safely and effectively? And, uh, and how do you do it so Josh Davis can come? <laughs> That's priority, right? Priority number can one. No, you can't I, have I, a trials I, without Josh Davis. I, I love the trials. You no, do. you're, you're do a shining not, star there. Do not do that. Yeah. Hey, just bring the mask and let's get the party started, baby. It's going to be good. It's, it's something that started in 2016. She became the first coach of Oklahoma Christian University. And um, this is, you know, I... I You've always had this gear, um, but what has this meant to you? Why did you make that choice to do it? And what has this meant in your life since 2016? What has this experience been like for you? Yeah, it's been so rewarding. You know, I've got the clinic thing down. I got the speaking thing down. Um, but coaching a team for a whole season or coaching a group of swimmers for four years is a whole different skill set, a whole different level of leadership that I just didn't have a chance to practice that I always wanted to. You know, I, I look with guys like David Marsh, Dave Durden, Eddie Reese. You know, I look at them with such respect and I'm like, gosh, these guys know they have a special skill set to lead people and to motivate people and to draw the best out of them, whether it takes a few months or a few years. I'm like, I would love to have that skill set. And so this uh, job here at Oklahoma Christian University, the OC, the Swimming Eagles, it was the perfect um, chance for me to hone those skills and develop that leadership. And so we, we immediately, the first, when we first opened the doors, we had 40 freshmen show up, 30 guys and 10 girls. I think that was the biggest freshman class of guys in NC2A history, 30 freshman guys. And now those freshmen are now seniors. And, uh, you know, they've been doing best times every year. And we make fun, fast, hard practices. And I've got incredible assistant coaches, which is really the, the reason of our success. But um, I'm so grateful that a college is starting a men's and women's team, not canceling one. 
and we've actually made money for our college. So I don't understand why these athletic directors are cutting their swim teams. We bring more money. We boost their GPA. We're producing great citizens, great alumni. I, I don't get it. You, I'm so thankful that OC started this swim team. I'm thankful I've been able to develop as a coach. And that's another facet of the swimming, of giving back to swim kids that I, that I, that I wanted to have. So, so yeah, it's been a fun journey. And we need, I need a female breaststroker, though. Any female breaststrokers out there, 104 or better, I got a lot of money for you. We are down to our last 10 minutes. Um, so I, I, I want to nerd it up a little bit. And uh, I, we'll, just, we'll just say this. When Rowney Gaines is sick, or, or, or Natalie Coughlin's sick, or Elizabeth Beisel's sick, um, I get to do some commentating. I get to do some analyst work. I get a phone call and I go, do you want to do it, Mel? I'm like, yeah, I'll be there. And I'm, I'm there like 24 hours later, and I'm told very politely that I'm like fourth on the list. Josh Davis is way up the list. He has a long history as a commentator, and uh, he's quite knowledgeable about everything. So just out of curiosity, buddy, um, if you had to look into your crystal ball and you were thinking 200 freestyle, what's, um, what, what's something that you're looking for between now and the Olympic Games? Uh, you know, just, it, it, just in, that, in that top eight of the 200-meter free, is there, is there something that, that, that sticks out for you? It's like, People aren't thinking about this guy, but he's going to do well, or this woman, and she's going to do well, or this is what this is who I see on on the on the medal podium. I I didn't prep you for this, so you you, you haven't done your research. Yeah. Just well, th you know, I think this year is a lot of commentators are going to have to really do their homework because this Corona break is going to affect uh, the lineups because this six month break literally is going to break or make a few people and uh, maybe some favorites don't have, don't have the same pop. And maybe there's some young guns who just had total water time who are going to just kill everybody. So obviously I have, uh, seems like uh, Katie Ledecky has been doing her laps regularly and is in a great place. So she's always a force in the 200 um, for America and in the world. But for the guys, man, it is wide open for the guys. Being a Texas grad, UT guy, I love to see Townley Haas do his thing. He has the fastest relay split of an American in the last several years. So he's done it on relays. Now he just needs to do it individually. We've got some, some young guns. The Foster brothers are doing well. So I don't know. 200 free is – when you take six guys, um, you know, it just really opens it up. So we'll see. I, I, can't, I can't say any more than that. I really don't have much more than that. What what is the what is the most exciting race of U.S. Olympic trials swimming? What is the most exciting race for you to watch? Wow! No, forget the name. Forget well, the name. I, I, do, like, I do. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do love the the two hundred free. Uh, the hundred free has a little more testosterone in it. Um, you know, to see those six guys because only two guys, seventh and eighth place, are out. So I mean. It's just, it's just like the drama just intensifies for the 100 and 200 free at trials. Um, so I, I do enjoy those very, very much. It's about but, the, yeah, it's definitely I'm the four curious, I really, I'm kind of, No, go ahead, go ahead. I, I, I stepped on you. Go ahead. Oh, I, I was just going to say, I, I, I do like to cheer for the over 30 people. So anybody that's over 30, yeah, I, I really get behind them. 
you know, if, if lock, I want to cheer for Lochte, whatever he's doing, uh, you know, Anthony Irvin, if he makes a comeback, you know, so the over 30, Matt Grievers, I, I like, I really go nuts for the over 30 people. The four by one and the four by two, and it's really the four by one because there's so much testosterone and, and, and at a shorter distance, you can make mistakes, but really it is. Everyone's thinking the same thing. You got to beat two people. You've got to beat two people in that final. And that is like at a certain point, you know, everybody that's in that top eight there, they, you're on enough. You've got enough of a gear to do it. It's just, who's going to have enough grit to get there. So yeah, Four, you know, it's like, cause it's like, it's who's seventh, who's sixth, who's third, um, you know, who's, you know, and here's the thing. A lot of people don't know this, but like, you know, three, three, four, five, six, you know, that, that could change. You know, you just, just because you're, <clears throat> you're third, fourth or fifth or sixth doesn't mean that you're not going to, and then it's a question of who's going to swim in the prelim at the Olympics and who's going to swim in the final at the Olympics or the relay. There's a whole lot of drama going on. And they're and at try and at the training camp they're they're doing they're doing tests they're they're doing time trials. Yeah, well, with Phelps out of the picture, I think it's going to be a little more fair process to see who's on and who's ready um, for that relay, because you know they always had to make room for Phelps on those relays, and uh, they would use those time trials to kind of gauge that. And Phelps always really earned his spot, even though he didn't. Um, you know, it was a little different than normal. And he, and he always had one of the faster splits. So he definitely did, did great for us. So, yeah, I, but the, the men's hunter free is so deep right now. I mean, I think there's six guys under 48. We've never had that. It's going to be intense. It's going to be great. Are you, are you, do you know Dean Ferris very well? Are you, are you buddies with him? I, I've said hi to him for several years and uh, great guy. We've never had a, a big powwow, but uh, just a huge fan, obviously, and uh, want him to do well. So he's a very, very cool guy. He is an outlier in that race, and everybody's wondering if he's going to pop in the 100 because the 200-yard free really tra- translates well to the 100-meter free. Although a lot of people yeah. don't think that way, but it does. And, but but he's, got, he's got the 200 yeah. free gear, and he hasn't quite – you know, he's, his, he came on late, but he, and, and his meter's talent has been developing – fast trajectory but it's like we all know the potentials there from what we've seen in yards and it's um i think i think he's the outlier and he adds a a very dramatic mix to what's going to happen in those top eight finals but uh, i didn't know where he i I, I agree i agree he's fun to watch i mean he's done some incredible things yards and we've seen little little flashes long course but yeah him and those guys they they got to get ready long course to do their stuff and and again, we need we need four guys to go forty seven average forty seven low and break that unbeat unbeatable record. If they can get Lezak and the, Michael's two thousand eight world record, that would be unbelievable. But it's possible. We need we need we need four guys to go forty six nine. You know, you're very optimistic. I don't know that people are going to go forty six nine, but I would love to see that. I would love to see that. Um, <laughs> Caleb can lead off. Caleb can lead off 46-9. And then three guys go 46-9. It's possible. It's possible. It's possible. It is possible. But for the first time, I think that, that someone is, is making a more optimistic prediction than I am. I get called out all the time for making crazy predictions that are way, way fast. And, uh, and most people forgive me for it. The, uh, 
just out of curiosity, are, are you in your office at, the, at uh, Oklahoma Christian University? Did you hear that? Yes. We're here at Oklahoma Christian University, the swimming office. And uh, we ran three, three one-hour practices this morning, and I have three, three more 90-minute practices this afternoon. How close are you to, 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 to your job? Close in the means of... I mean, distance. like, you know, when you step out your front door and you walk to your Lamborghini and you drive to, to the pool to run practice, how, how, you know, how long is that? Yeah, no. Edmond, Edmond is a small town, and so I'm a 12-minute drive from my house to the college pool, uh, which seems like a long commute, but there's no cars, there's no traffic, it's wonderful. And um, yeah, so I get here at 5.15 and open up, and then first gang comes in at 5.30, and we coach for several hours, three groups in the morning, three more groups in the afternoon, because we have to spread everybody out for the corona, the corona rules. And then I do my 30-minute swim every day after they're done, and we have 11 recruits coming in this weekend. Can't wait. I'm, I'm heading to the airport after this to pick some of them up. We have our big recruiting weekend. The weather's perfect here in Edmond, Oklahoma. And um, so we got to replace all these seniors that we're graduating this year. And, uh, yeah, I just love it. I just love coaching this team. And I love being on this college campus. It's a beautiful campus. And, um, and I love going on the weekends to, to teach the, uh, you know, the age group kids, the USA Swimming kids. So I, I just – I'm living the dream to be able to do master swimming for 30 minutes a day, coach the college swimming, love on the USA swimming kids on some weekends. I, I hope I can do this for, for, for a lot longer. I love it. Will you come back on the pod? Yeah. Anytime, baby. Any parting thoughts, my friend? No, I just appreciate what you do for the swimming world and keeping us all motivated and excited and encouraged. It's been a hard six months for a lot of us. Uh, a lot of pools still kind of just barely opening back up. So, but I, I think we all kind of need to just keep praying, keep kind of pressing forward. And the best thing you can do is swim. The best thing you can do to build your immune system, to be encouraged is to swim. You know, we gotta eat right, and do our laps and treat each other right. And we're gonna get through this thing. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.